and welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Adam Chalk, and I am here to give my honest opinions on the things we like or dislike from all the goings-on in professional wrestling, from shows like WWE, Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, Impact Wrestling, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events, and some indie shows, as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. So why not go ahead and hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Yes, hello and welcome to the AEW Rampage review. I hope you're well. There's the WWE Smackdown review out in your feeds right now. So go ahead after this one, obviously. Go and listen to that if you haven't already. I hope you've had a good weekend. I hope you've taken in as much wrestling as possible. Or maybe you've had a break from it. Um, Who knows. Whatever you did, I hope you had a good time. Right, so, AW Rampage. What can I say about Rampage? I have to be really honest. This Rampage pretty much made me want to give up reviewing AW Rampage. I just thought this was rubbish. Uh, you know, we went through three or four weeks of Rampage where they felt like they were trying again and we got some really good matches on Rampage but this for me <clears throat> was just crap maybe some of you guys enjoyed it I personally didn't but let's review it anyway <clears throat> and they started with the Blackpool Combat Club um, Willie Uta, John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli versus Kip Sabian, The Butcher and The Blade and the Blackboard Com- Combat Club were in control until The Butcher came in and stood toe to toe with Claudio Moxley came in though and quickly co- took control he got a good reaction uh, The Butcher though flattens Uta with a running clo- uh, crossbody Sabian Tags in and hits a stunner and a cannonball in the corner. The heels were then in full control of the match, but Uta hit a diving drop kick and gets the tag to Moxley. He runs wild on Kip Sabian and bites him in the corner, followed by suplexes. Sabian catches him with a high knee. Uh, Butcher and Blade pull Mox dick first into the ring post. Butcher suplexes him on the floor and Sabian hits an Arabian moonsault to the outside as they go to a break. When we come back, Sabian and Moxley were fighting on the top rope. Uh, Kip Sabian goes for a springboard hurricane runner, but Moxley catches him and delivers a powerbomb from the top. He then lays out Butcher with a huge lariat. Uh, Claudia came in and ran wild on the blade. He throws a load of uppercuts and a clothesline. He goes for the spin on Blade, but Kabian, Sabian comes in. Uh, so he gets the spin instead. <clears throat> he then locks on the sharpshooter. Does Claudio. Uh, the Butcher breaks that up, but gets a cutter from Moxley. A drop kick from Sabian takes him out, though. Uh, the Butcher and Blade hit a double team on Claudio. But Yuta breaks it all up. He delivers a German on uh, the Butcher. Claudio gets back up, hits a Death Valley driver for two. 
Moxley cuts Sabian out of the air and Claudio nails the blade for the win. This was okay. This was the best part of the show. Um, but it never really caught fire enough for me. The Blackpool Combat Club feel like a group of misfits at the moment. And they didn't before. I'm not really... I don't know what why Tony seems to put so many groups together like this and then just have them splinter off with no sort of direction. They, he did it with uh, the Pinnacle and one or two other groups. I think the Firm might be doing it right now as well. I don't know how you fix it or whether you just, you know, disband them, have them still as mates but not in the same group I, I really don't know uh, it just feels a little bit weird um, but yeah like I say it was an alright match we then get a video from Darby Allen and Sting and Ian Sting are going to go out in a blaze of glory basically so looking forward to what that brings we also get a pre-tape from Ricky Starks who's still coming after the JAS this is when the Impractical Jokers come out with Chris Jericho's bat. Uh, they take the piss out of his small bat. and Jericho says, at least he's got big balls. Oh, uh, they say, you can have your bat back. They're just playing. And then the rest of the JS come out, beat him up and put him through a table. Absolute rubbish. <laughs> and you know what? Some of the, the worst Parts of this weren't even by the Impractical Jokers. It was Jericho. He sucked. Um, I, I don't... I don't know how he can think this is good stuff at the moment. <sighs> uh, Dustin Rhodes is then in some barn or something for some reason, getting interviewed about Swerve Strickland. He does cut a pretty decent promo, but... Swerve's boys, Trench and Parker Boudreaux show up and beat up Dustin. Swerve then shows up and sets a match for Dynamite, I think, next week. This is okay. Just a weird setting, though. Uh, Ruby Soho versus Marina Shafir was the next match. Shafir keeps trying to go for the arm of Ruby. Ruby comes back with... Big right hand just before a break. When we come back, Ruby drops Shafir on a head with a suplex and goes for a new no future. But Shafir blocks it. Uh, they throw headbutts at each other. Ruby hits Destination Unknown and wins the match. I feel really sorry for them because at least 80% of this match was within the break. Oh, man, the women in AW. Deserves so much better. Alright, this isn't a match that I'm necessarily thinking, yeah, I really want to see. But you're not going to change anyone's minds either by putting it all in the break. After the match, Ray and Tony Storm come down the ramp, about to cut a promo, but Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter cut them off and big old brawl takes place. We then get Mark Briscoe being interviewed backstage when Mark Sterling interrupts. Um, Josh Wood, I think, 
uh, Briscoe put his hands on Mark Sterling. That's right. And Josh Woods gets in Briscoe's face, tells him to watch who he puts his hands on. Uh, normally, I'd hate this, but Mark Briscoe is the man. He made something I hate usually, that backstage interruption. I feel great. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Mark Briscoe. Uh, he's just... Uh, great addition to AW, I think. Jungle Boy versus Ryan Nemeth was next. Uh, Jungle Boy drop kicks Nemeth out of the ring and delivers a suicide dive. It then goes for something off the top, but Nemeth sort of rolls through for two. Uh, Perry, Jack Perry, hits sliced bread and an elbow to the back of the head and wins the match easily. <sighs> i got nothing more to say on it, really. After the match, Brian Cage came to the ramp and stared down Jungle Boy ahead of a match, I believe, on Dynamite next week. We have Ortiz cutting a backstage promo on Eddie Kingston, so they're going with that as a feud. Not sure there's many that want that, to be honest. Uh, Rene Paquette is then backstage with an angry hangman Adam Page when Kip Sabian interrupts. Takes the piss, and that's another match that gets set up for next week. And the main event was Lee Moriarty versus Orange Cassidy for the All-Atlantic Championship. Uh, Cassidy does his usual shtick early on, frustrating Moriarty. He misses a crossbody, though, and Moriarty attacks the arm of the champion. They fight on the apron, where Moriarty sweeps the legs, sending Cassidy crashing as they go to a break. When we come back, Cassidy hits a Michinoku driver for a two count. Moriarty delivers an arm drag off the top, but Cassidy does his stunner. Uh, Moriarty goes for the border city stretch, but Cassidy gets to the ropes. Uh, Stokely Halfway, who's in the corner of Lee Moriarty, goes to attack Cassidy, but Danhausen curses him. Goes for the dick punch, but Stokely blocks it with his cast. Cassidy does a diving tornado DDT on the floor and then a diving DDT in the ring as well. He lines up for the orange punch, but Moriarty counters with a clothesline. He goes for a pile driver, but Cassidy counters that with a beach break. He hits the orange punch, but he's in so much pain that he can't get um, straight on to Moriarty for the pin. When he does get there, though, Moriarty transitions straight into the Border City stretch. But Cassidy rolls him up. And wins the match. After the match, uh, Satnam Singh shows up on the stage. And as he distracts Cassidy and Danhausen, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett roll in the ring and nail them with the award that they've stolen. Uh, best friends try to help, but they get nailed as well. Just as Jarrett was about to hit Cassidy with the guitar, the acclaimed and Billy Gunn come down and make the save. <coughs> The match was okay. Uh, nothing blow away great in it. I, I don't know what to make of what happened afterwards. I kind of want to see uh, Jarrett and his group do something because I'm really entertained by them. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it was the acclaim that came out. That would probably mean more if they were still tag champions. But there we go. So yeah, not the best AW Rampage for me. I, I I feel like I'm cheating everybody. 
because I really don't have much to say on this show because I just thought it was rubbish. I'm going to give it another week at least. Um, we'll see what it's like next week. I haven't looked at the card for what it's going to be next week. Usually you don't know until sort of Wednesday anyway. But uh, we'll see. But that is your AW Rampage review. And as always, you can tell us what you thought of the show through our Touch Talks Wrestling Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter as well. I am at Adam Chalk 8 on there. I will be back tomorrow with the Raw review. So until then, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening and I will see you next time.